Town Hall Academy, episode 59. If you saw my Outlook calendar, you'd you'd probably be surprised because everything I have to do is on that Outlook calendar. And Outlook is amazing because you can program it to reoccur. (laughs) You know, the first, the fifth of the month, the 20th of the month, the first Thursday, the second Wednesday, you can do whatever you want to do every single day, Monday through Friday. You can program it for anything. And, and that's what keeps me afloat. And that's what makes sure I don't miss things. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, automotive aftermarket professionals, to the Town Hall Academy, episode 59, with a presentation on shop owners' must-dos, daily actions that matter. Carm Capriato here, thanking Jasper Engines and Transmissions for their support of the Town Hall Academy. Now, in addition to the strict quality remanufacturing steps they take at Jasper, they can actually improve a drivetrain's component's original design so that it runs longer and better than it was new. Check out their featured engine and transmission pages at jasperengines.com. So glad to have Jasper committed to bringing you these great aftermarket academy sessions. I recorded this episode while out at the ASA Northwest Premier Event Automotive Training Expo. You know it as ATE. It was my first time there. And I met so many great people. I recorded a bunch of great interviews, so watch for them. And I led a great town hall panel. And I want to thank the ACT group for hosting me at ATE this year. Special thanks to Ray Kunz, Rena Rennebaum for their kind hospitality. Also, high fives to Dave Kusa, Jude Larson, and Ryan Tunison. Joining me for this academy on the daily actions that matter is Bambi Crozier from Car Clinic in Lowell, Arkansas. Mark Goldsmith from Mark's Independent Service in Chatsworth, California and Rick White, president and lead coach of 180Biz. We had a very deep discussion on critical tasks that will keep your business compliant and running smoothly. You'll walk away with a strong sense of discipline in building a daily task list that you stick with. Without proper planning and a strong checklist that you are accountable for or that you even delegate, too much slips through the cracks and eventually it crashes into your well-intentioned routine. See the show notes for download links for Bambi's list and Rick's article as discussed in the episode. Find the video replay, extended bios, and a link to all previous podcasts that my guests have been featured on. Find it all at remarkableresults.biz slash A059. Your Aftermarkets Talk radio website has every episode cataloged in so many ways that you can find special areas of interest. This is your automotive aftermarket audio bookstore. Thanks for being here. Take a surf and listen. RemarkableResults.biz. Now join Bambi Crozier, Mark Goldsmith, and Rick White. I know you're going to pick up a ton of stuff in here and hear about some discipline plans that our guests are here to share. Thank you to the ACT Group for their hospitality while here at ATE. I'm I'm so excited to be out here at ATE, by the way, because um, it's kind of, um, you know, it was a vision a couple of weeks ago. It's an ASA Northwest program, about a thousand people here getting their management and, and technical training from, from this end of town. And I've met so many great people so far, and it, is, it hasn't even started yet. And I'm also going to be here doing some recording, so listen up to that stuff. So, Bambi, this was one of your really big things, and um, you have found 
a, a way to get beyond the eight ball of all the pressures that you have and kind of systematize stuff. And I will let you know that Bambi sent me, um, I, I think it was almost a novel of things to read and understand. And I actually asked her if maybe we could share that with the rest of the world because it is almost a blueprint of how to really focus and get things done and and not forget you seem to be a list maker and and, and is that what drives um the passion that you have and the success you have in the company i think that um having a clear plan is important uh, i find that you get to the office and chaos can ensue quickly. You know, someone forgot to order a part or customers dropped off a car and now they need it two days earlier than they expected or you get, you're halfway into a job and uh, it's a bigger job than what we initially, you know, had planned for. So it can be very easy to get sidetracked or derailed. And when it was Neil and I, when we first started, I mean, there's a lot to do for, you know, two people, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of one people out there. So trying to make sure I get everything was a challenge. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. I'm a creature of uh, routine. And if I can get myself in a habit and a routine of things, then I, I, it becomes second nature. And then I don't forget, but I can tell you the first couple of years, especially after getting employees, I can, the amount of money that we paid and, Oh, crud, I missed my, my tax date uh, for payroll taxes or, oh, crud, you know, my, my sales taxes due on the 20th. And I'm, I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, crap, I didn't pay it. And now I've got fees on top of fees for that. So for me, routine saves my tail every time. Mark, you, I think you agree with all that. I mean, you know, it's tough to be a small businessman and remember everything. The thing is, I had a really good bookkeeper, my wife, when she she has a whole list of stuff. And one time we missed those taxes, Bambi. It was stuck under a piece of paper. I got stung. I was so upset. And she came out. It would never happen again. She has a whole list. of. I'm in her office right now, but she's out wine tasting with her girlfriend. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ah, I see. It's on the list card. (laughs) I got it. Um, I love it. Somebody's got to wear the pants. Oh, it's nine o'clock. She left to go. She had a two-hour drive. You know, it'd be, it'd be. It's like, man, it might be a little early. <laughs> you know, we're you know we're California. You know, you start things early. But it's uh, she has her list, and since then we've been in business since '88. We got we made that one mistake, and ever since she's been on the money ever since. Nice. It works really right. good, Bambi. I love your list. I I do have it right here. I read it. It's amazing. <laughs> You got to. You got to know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, and I put this little list out. You got this three pages. So that's and we're good. going to get into that a little bit. I hope. I hope she decides to share uh, each and everything, not only on a business but on a personal basis. Uh, Rick, you took a completely different tack, and I and I love what you did because you really looked from a, a bigger picture thing. And you know, you talked about uh, being sure that you worried about protecting your brand. Right. You know, the big thing is. The whole idea is we got to make sure that we're growing and protecting the brand. And that's done every day, right? You got to make sure you're living your culture. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is you inspect what you expect. You know, you got to look at it from a customer experience perspective, as well as the quality of the work. And this is where processes really start to shine, right? Because the whole goal here is consistency on the counter and in the bay you got to get it so that no matter who that customer is talking to, 
they get treated, they feel the same way, they get asked the same questions. And regardless of which tech is working on the car, you get the same desired end result. And that's where, I, I, you know, I tell my clients all the time, processes are the closest you'll ever come to cloning yourself. Absolutely right. In fact, you can't do it without processes and businesses today. And some of the struggles that many people discover from, from even a coaching perspective or a mentoring perspective is that the processes aren't, aren't in, in existence. And, and I think when Bambi gets through her list at the end of the show, you'll all realize the critical need for processes. But Mark, one of the things that I know people put on their list all the time is daily meetings. And you know, give, give me a feel for what you're doing in that area. In the mornings, when I just talk to the crew, that's just the morning thing. I see how they're done. How's everything going, their moods, and make sure there's good. And everybody's on the same page with all the work we have. And then that, that's just a walkthrough in the morning talking to guys. And, of course, every Tuesday, we have our a weekly meeting. We go through the numbers, show them where we're at, productivity, how it works. And I have one of my guys always, we always rotate and have them give the meeting and see why we're low, why we're there. And they, they get involved. So we're involved. They they actually worry the night before for the meeting. They, I give them the numbers the night before and they study them. They come in, you can see they're a little pale and they start talking, but it's great. It works really good. And it's a good meeting. And of course, once a month, I take them out to lunch. We have an open concept meeting too about what can we change. And it's just, you can throw out anything you want. It's, I didn't like what he was doing, stuff like that. We had a really good luncheon meeting last week. We left the restaurant with everybody was, was smiling and holding hands. We're not holding hands. Okay. Meetings. It's an interesting pro and con in our industry about having meetings, dailies or weeklies or monthlies or, you know, off-site. Mark, um, was it part of your culture in the beginning? And if not, when you started, um, was there any pushback? It was, wasn't our culture. No, I, I, I say, Rick, coaches are great. I mean, that turned my business around. I should have listened to them 15 years ago. The last five, I really got involved with them. And I respect them. And I think every shop should have a coach. And the meetings, showing the guys what they're doing. It really opens up, and they're all in, they're intact. I got a really good crew right now, and I, I can only, I only have to work three days. In, I'm working four days a week. I'm taking two hour lunches. I'm going down to three days a week in a couple months, and because I got a lot of interest out of the business, it's been great, and they, and my mood's better since I've been doing that too. But uh, it's uh, the meetings are fantastic, and they, everybody sh- every if shops aren't doing that, there's a, they're, they're going the wrong direction. Why would they not, Mark? I think the owners are a lot afraid to show the guys what they're doing. They think the owner's making all this money, but they're really not because all the expenses are going here, here, and here. You got to show them what they're getting paid, where the money's going. And then they, they see the bottom line, they go, wow, you're not as rich as we think you are. <laughs> I think, you know, about you know. that expense thing, in the P&L um, town hall, we did at Vision, uh, Mark Roberts was on the panel and he said one of the uh, strategies that he used a while back and I'm not sure he's still doing it is that at one of his meetings he brought all the expenses unopened envelopes and went around the room and gave everybody two or three envelopes had them open it up and look at the you know the actual bills that he had to pay it's a very interesting concept that maybe once a quarter save the tax bill the heat bill and and, and everything you pay for everything that you do and it and for him it was an eye opener for his team um great great point Rick you know, one of the things that I did a long time ago that and it was longer than I care to admit um, is I sat down. I believe in open book management. Um, I think it's important that everybody knows where things are. We people don't work for us today. They work with us. And um, what I did was I took a dollar. And I said, OK, 
parts cost 20% of that dollar. Labor costs was this person. And, and, and at the end, I had like 15 cents left. And it gives the guys an opportunity because, yeah, you know, they see that money and they're thinking just in the back of their heads, this is all, this is all going in his pockets, you know? And I found that to be a very simple way of being able to share, you know, our payroll support is 18, 18 cents for out, out of every dollar. And, and it really was very impactful and it, and it helped open their eyes. Let me share with you a really great story. Thanks for, for getting my, my juices uh, rekindled. I, I wrote a seminar called Profitability for Dummies back when I was in corporate America. And I, it was about a $100 bill, not a $1 bill. And I actually took envelopes and put them on the bottom of seats that were categories of I had to pay the vendor, I had to pay payroll, and I had to pay heat and light and taxes. And they were all stuck in the first two rows because I always wanted people to sit up front. And we started, and at the end of the day, there was this little envelope with a you know a couple of bucks in it. And, you know, that was the, the average net profit of the, the stores that we were, you know, working with and talking about. And then I explained that, you know, out of that net profit envelope, those three or four bucks in the distribution business, you were working on three or four or five percent net. And, um, you know, everybody thinks that distribution is really rich and they're not. And I said, well, we got to pay. Oh, new inventory. We have to. Oh, you want to raise? Comes out of that envelope. So let's figure, let's see how far we can stretch that. So it is an excellent excellent thought and an idea to show people how to slice up and so the 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 thing of it is is that the vendor had the biggest envelope we had to pay for the parts we asked that person if we go to the bar and put it on the bar at the end of the night and we'd have a beer on 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 the vendor (laughs) so thank you for that that's great now bambi um it's critical planning you say is like the most critical piece of really having a great daily routine why if you're not planned, you're, you're going to be controlled by the chaos. You're going to be controlled by whoever, whatever vendor stops in and wants to take, you know, 30 minutes of your time, 45 minutes of your time. Uh, so you've got to have a clear plan that has, you know, and, and don't try to don't try to list yourself with 30 things to do today because then you're going to feel defeated at the end of the day. You're not going to accomplish that. But give yourself a clear plan. Three things, you know, for me. I have three things that I need to do every day. And my goal is I'm going to get those done first thing. If you've ever seen the, you know, have you ever seen that where they put the big uh, jar and then put your big rocks in first and then then this and then this and then this and finally the water at the end or the one where he poured in the beer at the end. Everybody's like, did you ever see the sand, the sand go in it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The sand, the pebbles, everything. If you start with, the liquid, or if you start with the sand or the pebbles, you'll never get your big rocks done. Uh, one one author calls it the frog. Eat, eat your frog first thing in the morning. But that's critical. You've got to get in there. Know what your first three things are, because if you don't even know, if you haven't planned and you don't know, you're going to be consumed. And by the end of the day at four o'clock, somebody says payrolls due today. You're going to be like, oh, my God. Now you're rushing. Okay, your customer's engine or transmission has failed, but now is not the time for them to trade their vehicle. Not without a working engine or transmission. Besides, would they have kept their vehicle another three to five years if their engine or transmission had not let them down? Well, if you answered yes, then Jasper Engines and Transmissions is your choice to give your customer's vehicle new life and many thousands of miles of enjoyable driving performance. When considering the high cost of a new or newer used vehicle, there's a pretty good case to be made for your customers to replace a drivetrain component that has failed or is delivering poor performance, rather than trading their car, truck, van, or SUV. 
Install a quality remanufactured Jasper product for less than your customer would have to invest in a different vehicle. Go to jasperengines.com to learn more about the money-saving value of Jasper. Let's get into the weeds. Do you have the same routine every day or do you have a 30-day routine? I have a 30-day routine for sure. I have a 30-day. Now, there are things that are once a month. There are things that are once a quarter. There are things that are once a year. Uh, but I, I'm a, if you saw my Outlook calendar, you, you, you'd probably be surprised because everything I have to do is on that Outlook calendar. And Outlook is amazing because you can program it to reoccur. Right. <laughs> You know, the first, the fifth of the month, the 20th of the month, the first Thursday, the second Wednesday, you can do whatever you want to do every single day, Monday through Friday, you can program it for anything. And and that's what keeps me afloat. And that's what makes sure I don't miss things. And when you're home at night and you open up your Outlook calendar, it's your or Outlook period, it, it stares you right in the eye as to what's coming up tomorrow. Yep, it does. And it, it you can, you can program it so that it gives you reminders to do that. Absolutely. So, yes, I, I definitely have a, a very specific routine. I, I break it down Monday through Friday. I tell you exactly what I'm doing on the, on the 5th, on the 20th, the first Monday, the second Tuesday, the third Wednesday. And then there are daily items that if it's on here and it doesn't say first, second, third, I'm doing those every single day. So, Rick, do you find that some struggling shop owners just haven't been able to get their groove on doing something like this? I think the list that Bambi has is great. And, and, and I'll bet you she's got the battle scars to prove what she went through to get to that list. And, you know, there's a lot in our industry that are used to being, we start out as the one man shop and we, we start out knowing it all and being the guy that runs around. You know, I used to joke, you know, when I was a kid in school, we used to have uh, the little plastic fire hats that we used to get. Right. Um, and I, I envision shop owners running around the shop all day long with that little fire hat on and a heater hose in their hand, putting fires out. And, and the problem is that makes us feel good. It's like a drug for us, but it kills our business. Right. And what we've got to do is learn that we can't be the go-to guy for everything. We've got to grow our people and get them so that they are, you know, are doing what they could and should be doing, making decisions and not being afraid of it. And, you know, the problem I think is we're too comfortable doing what we've always done. Mm -hmm. We've got to get to a point where we recognize, you know, one of the reasons why this business isn't where I want it to be is because of me. And I think that's a humbling thought, but at the same time, it's very liberating. And I think Mark, I heard you say something to that effect earlier is when you realize, Holy crap, I'm the guy that's in the way. Exactly. You know, and I think that's why people struggle with these thoughts. You know, I go in in the morning and it's a, you know, it's a show, you know, it's, it's just, you know, hell breaks loose, excuse me, but it just goes nuts. And then we get caught up in the current of the activity and we miss the accomplishment. So what I just heard Rick say is discipline. You, you can't make a list and forget about it. Correct. I, I have a day, you know, I have this thing I teach people is called bookending your days. The only two times in a day you can really control is the very beginning and the very end. Now, I got this idea from a book called The, Comp the Compound Effect by um, Darren Hardy. It's a great book. Uh, but 
what you do is you, the night before, if you go home, before you go home, set up your next day. That's when you start tomorrow is just before you go home. And Bambi, you're dead on. Pick three things that you got to do that you will die before you go home or you got to get these done. And then you go home. And here's the great thing about it, Carm. You know what happens to shop owners when they have a bad day? They go home and instead of being at home and present with their family, they're sitting there chewing and chewing that lousy day and they're kicking themselves and everything else. But guess what? If we introduce that bookend your days at the end of the day, and I look at the day and I don't say, why did this suck? Because that's a lousy question to ask. I ask, how can I make it better? Right? Because that's an empowering question. That's something I can take action on. And I develop a plan that's going to make tomorrow better than today. I'm going to go home feeling like a million bucks. I'm going to be, be able to engage my, my family, have a good time and relax. And then when I get into work in the morning, I'm going to spend five minutes. I'm going to look at my plan. And I'm going to rock. Bambi, um, confirm this for me. But when you bookend your day at the end and you, re first of all, your routine is there. You're going to take a look at it. You're going to feel warm about it. it. It seems to almost clear. It's a clearing, a mind clearing thing. It is. It is. There's a story about the man who went home at the end of the day and he touched the tree. Right. And then he Warry walked tree. in and he said, it's not OK to take this in. And the guy with him was like, what are you doing? That's my worry tree. You leave them there. So that's your bookend at the end of the day. You've already, you know what the problems are. The problems are always going to be there, but you have a path forward. What stresses us out is the lack of path forward. Yeah. And, and, and by, by knowing what your day tomorrow is going to look like, at least in the beginning and the start of your day, and you have, you have all the control on how well that day is or isn't going to go. But if you do a little pre-planning, like Rick says, Really, it really does help, and you know, I'm I'm a I'm a disciple of everything that you guys are saying. And every once in a while, I don't know about you, Bambi, but it, it can blow up. But at it, least at least you can go back to something that's already semi in concrete, right? Right, exactly. So, Mark, uh, we're I want to start getting into the weeds a little bit with what Bambi and you are doing. And Rick, please just come in, chime in there, man. Um, you look at inspections and you look at repair orders every day. Tell me about that discipline. It's something we got to, I want to make sure the guys are doing it 100%. We're on a pause seizures. Everybody checks everything on the car. Some guys can make mistakes. I like to double check everything and they're doing really good. I just want to see what they're doing. A lot of times I'm in the office playing around and not down on the floor, which I love being down on the floor. I'm, you know, I'm the old style guys. I'm the old guy. I'd, one man shop years ago, did all the work and still thinks he can do everything, but he can't. But I love the new inspections that deep does those. Those are fantastic. We was going through them, how they look, how the guys are taking pictures. I like to see pictures of, I want to see them take a picture of that one part, three different ways, you know, up and down, make sure the customer understand where that leaks coming why the brakes are bad, stuff like that. So I, I double check and see how it's going to make sure. But can I just go back one on Bambi's, uh, her chart on the, uh, I'm, I know, I'm sorry, this is killing me. The first time I ever done this in my business, I sat down in December and made a whole chart of what emails I sent on my customers, what specials we're going to have, toys for tots, hand drive. I made a whole chart. You know, Bambi, I feel so good. And it's getting done. Everything's getting done because I sent everything to Kukui, how they're going to set it up. I sent it to a service writer, Colleen. She can get Toys or Tots going, the can drive going. I don't have to worry about a thing. It's all there for everybody. It's so good. I'm sorry. I had to go back on that. 
Well, planning, I mean, period. Yeah. You know, Bambi brought it up, and, and if yeah. you if you lack being a planner, right. um, you're going to be on. You're going to be in a tornado all the time. Exactly. You know, and and in, in going back to the inspections, it's it's a necessary thing. You shouldn't let the guys go on it. You really should double check what they're doing. It's not hurting them. It's making them better. To say, hey, you might have missed this. Why do you look at this? How come this and this and this type thing? You know, I really enjoy, and that guys understand that they want to make sure they're doing it right. They make more money too as it goes too. Absolutely. So the value of the academy has always been to transfer knowledge and you know and get some people you know some insights and ideas and you know because Bambi sent me this incredible novel, I, I and I know you wouldn't have sent it to me if you weren't willing to share. So let us just throw some great insights out to our audience. Um, routines. Let's just start with Monday. Give us just a highlight of a few of those bullets of, of why Mondays are are big. So for me, my Mondays are, um, I'm doing employee reviews, and that's the second Monday of every month. We're doing employee reviews, uh, weekly review stats. So I'm on Mondays, I'm looking at the weekly results from last week. I want to know where my average repair order was, where my gross profit was, my car count, my build hours versus sold, my efficiencies. I, you know, I want to know where everything was because that's going to dictate actions this week. Uh, looking at that is going to tell me where I need to focus, where I need to focus in my coaching sessions, in my manage by walking around. I'm going to walk around the team and I'm going to be looking for specific things. If I'm just out there coaching and walking around and I don't have my metrics in my mind and know where I need to be focusing, I'm just wasting my time. It's going to be hit or miss Where I, if I'm going to actually make positive change. Well, I'm going to stop you for a minute there. I learned something many years ago that the CEO of the business never asks a question that they don't know the answer to. That's right. <laughs> so here you are equipped with all this information. And instead of dictating anything, you are now asking questions to either confirm uh, what you know, what you don't. And then, as you said earlier, it, it provides you coaching opportunities. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I get a daily recap from uh, Mary, who's who's one of my writers. I get a daily recap from her that she tells me exactly what happened. I have to review my bank deposits every day because in business banking, if you got 24 hours made. If somebody takes something out of your bank and you're not in on that time frame, you're in trouble. So uh, I spot check inspections. I look at um, my tech inspections, which are all electronic. I look at their pictures, their wording. I uh, make sure, you know, if you've marked it that it's excellent, but you've got over here that something's wrong, there's something wrong. Uh, I need to know, you know, it's got to be consistent. So um, I spot check. You no, know, let me let me stop for a moment and say, Rick, I think she's describing working on her business, not in it. Correct. Correct. Uh, it's really it's really important when you're, you know, one of the things that I core tenants that I train clients on is to manage by results, not activity. When I manage someone's activity as an owner, I'm responsible for their results. If I tell you, hey, you got to do more inspections or evaluations and you do them and I still don't get the result I want. I go back to you and I say, hey, I'm not getting it. And you're going to say, well, boss, I'm doing everything you've asked me to do. Right. But if I manage by results, if everybody is super clear on what their goals, and we could have a cool talk about that all by itself, right, is knowing what the goals and expectations are clearly so everybody knows what that ruler is, and then being able to go up to them every morning. I think daily feedback is incredibly important because it creates teachable moments, right? That's where our coaching comes in. But I've got to know what issues, I got to know the issues that they're having. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give them the answer. I'm going to ask questions to guide them to the answer. 
Okay. So my first question, I might go out to a tech and say, Hey man, you only built three hours yesterday. What happened? Mm-hmm. That's the way it's going to start. And you know, he's going to go through and he's going to tell me what I want my tech to be able to tell me is he's going to tell me what he got done that day. He's going to tell me what is in process, how much time is in the job, what the job pays and what he has left on it that he believes. Because that shows me he's a good time manager. He understands the, the value of his time. Okay. And then we have a discussion and sometimes it's going to be, Hey, you know, what could you do better? Hey, you out of five vehicles you looked at yesterday, only got two, two got inspected. Now I know that I'm not going to say it to him. So I'm going to say, what can you do better? What can be better today? And then we're going to come up with a little mini plan every day that he has to implement. And that works for advisors. It works for everybody. So I think growing your people is really important. Mark, you're dead on. You got to inspect what you expect. And, and it gives you a chance to do that coaching and get them better every day. Bambi, let's do Tuesday. So Tuesday, uh, I'm, the first Tuesday of the month, I'm reviewing training plans and employee progress. So we've got AVI on demand. I have an expectation that my staff, uh, office, and, and technicians have so many hours that they need to be accomplishing every month. So I'm in there looking at their training plan. What, what courses in there are they, are they taking? Uh, where are they at? How many hours are they in? The second Tuesday, um, I am reviewing equipment needs. So if, if employees are saying I need something, we've got a form and they've got to fill it out. And they've got to tell me what they need, why they need it, what kind of return on the investment am I going to get uh, if, they, if I purchase this for them? Uh, where can I purchase it? How much is it? I, they have to do the research. They're not just going to say, hey, go get me this because that puts all the work on me. If you want something, tell me what you want specifically why you want it, why you need it, what it's going to do for you, what it's going to do for my customer, and what it's going to do for my bottom line. And, and that, I review those every month on the second Tuesday. The third Tuesday, I review all my processes, policies, procedures. Throughout the month, different things happen. You know, we get, we get this customer has been a good customer for a long time. They've got this issue you know, can we, can we do this this time? Um, so we've got to look at our processes, our policies, procedures, and sometimes things change. Our, our industry is changing and we've got to adapt and, and, and move with it. So we have to look at that on an ongoing monthly basis or in our weekly or, or uh, daily meetings. If we're finding we're bottlenecking somewhere, we need to address that. So that's when I look at that on the third Tuesday. I've got... Um, 9 a.m. rider meetings on Tuesday, and that means I'm working with Jason specifically for an hour. We're reviewing results from the prior week that I pulled on Monday. Uh, I'm looking at profit, um, the number of repair orders, our workflow, any employee feedback that he's getting, because I'm trying to make him the primary point of contact, removing myself from the situation, because I can only pour into so many people. So I'm pouring into two people, and that's Neil, who's my marketing expert, and I'm pouring into Jason, who's my writer general manager. And then I've got them pouring into people and then them pouring into people so that we can, um, you're only responsible for two or three people. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's that's Tuesday, 9 a.m. with him, and then he sends me a daily morning battle plan. Um, I review, again, my daily results, my bank deposits, and all my spot check inspections on Tuesdays. Battle plan. Ooh. Battle plans are, they're critical. You got to have a battle plan for almost everything. I got it from, from this battle plan for prayer, right? Uh, you got to have a battle plan. 
for whether it's in your spiritual life. What what am I going to do today? What's my battle plan for next week? What's my battle plan for next month? What's my battle plan for my events? You know, with Neil, we sat down yesterday and we had our marketing meeting. What, what are your quarterly events coming up? What do I, what expenses do I need to be aware of? What, what type of return on investment are you expecting with these? Absolutely. Do I want to grow? You know, do we want to, do we want to launch more stores? What do we want to do? Those are, you got to, you got to put it all together. Hey, do you ever find any time to look over the bank deposits to be sure that it all looks like it's on the up and up? Every single day I'm looking at banks, bank deposits. I'm looking at the results. I'm making sure that what Mary's sending me in the daily results matches my my bank. Absolutely. Critical. Sometimes, Rick, uh, people aren't paying attention to that, and they find themselves in trouble. I can't tell you the number of shops that I've worked with owners that have found employees that have been embezzling money. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was a shop in Ohio. We found $150,000. Uh, what she was doing was writing checks. Um, she changed her payroll. She gave herself a huge raise and then had it all taken out in taxes. So the net check was the same. And uh, yeah, so that was really interesting. And then when she left, she uh, deleted the QuickBook file. So that was. Oh, man. So it goes to it goes to show you, Rick. Um, even even as the as the business grows, Bambi. Let's say you add another ten people. You have a couple of stores, Bambi. I'll guarantee, as your business grows and you are not as you know involved in the day to day, you're going to keep the banking and the payroll under. I mean, close scrutiny. You may not be doing all of it, but you're going to you you can't give it up ever. Now, Mark, um, you got the wife. And, you know, what, what a better partner that, to have that's watching all of that. But not everyone's that lucky, Mark. Right. Well, and as long as she loves him. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Rick, we've he been married there. 44 years. We've been married 44 years. She hasn't done it yet. But you never know. She's out wine tasting now. I don't know what the hell she's doing. No, no. So. You haven't caught her doing it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a lot of checks in the checkbook. We have a lot of money, I guess. So that's the same. No, it's, it's been good. It is awesome when you get the right person and it makes a big difference. Um, You know, Carm, I'd be willing. I have an article I wrote a while back on protecting yourself from these kind of issues. I'll send it to you so you can add it to the show notes. Oh, I I will. I will. Thank you. That's great. Appreciate that, Rick. We always get some number of different things. One of the things you should be doing is um, making sure your credit card statements and stuff like that don't get mailed to the business, get them mailed somewhere else so that somebody can't intercept them. Um, you know, make sure that you don't leave a stamp for your signature. That's a bad thing to do. Um, so there's different things that, um, you can protect yourself with and I'll, I'll share that with you. Um, but yeah, it's critically important and, you know, we're so busy doing things. You know, I was talking to a shop owner yesterday and he's really struggling. He's financially, but he's so busy. He said, I don't have time to sit down and look at my numbers. And I was like, listen, if you don't have the numbers, all this other stuff doesn't make a difference. It's not about being busy. It's about making a difference. It's about being effective. It's not going faster. It's being better. And you can't do it on a weekly. You know, people say, I want to have profit. And they don't understand. Profit doesn't, isn't, you know, we don't have a profit fairy that comes and slips profit under our pillow in the middle of the night. Profit what? happens on an invoice <laughs> by invoice basis. And we've got to watch it at that level to make sure that it's happening. 
Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. No, this is great. She does a day, and we talk about it. So let's do Wednesday. <laughs> All right. So Wednesday. Wednesday's great. Um, first Wednesday, I'm looking at my referral program. I'm announcing our winners. Uh, second Wednesday, I'm reviewing my marketing calendar. Um, weekly thank you cards for clients from last week. I've got a stack of these going out right now. So these are handwritten personal weekly thank you cards. Um, again, daily recap on results, bank deposits, and all my spot checks. I just got to say, you got to generate awareness of your business every day, right? You know, the funny thing is, why do you want to generate awareness? Why does anybody want to generate awareness of their business? They want to grow, right? But you know, the problem when we're growing is we have owners that are waiting for it to happen, Mm -hmm. right? No, I'm waiting for the market to get better. I'm waiting for the weather to snow. I'm waiting for it to get really hot. I'm waiting for, (laughs) right? Success doesn't have the word waiting anywhere near it, Mm -hmm. right? You got to take action. And the second thing that I see that holds people back, like I want to grow my business, but then we have this disconnect, right? First with waiting. And then the second is disbelief. I don't believe my business can really do that. You can't, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to a business owner and said, your business should be doing this. And they ask me if I'm on drugs, which I don't understand why, but then you know, every time they have to apologize. Nine months later, I had a shop in Florida. They were doing $50,000 a month in sales. And the owner himself would say, my partner and I were patting ourselves on the back when we should have been kicking ourselves in the butt. Nine months later, we tripled their sales. I mean, we just don't know. You got to, you got to see it before you ever realize it. The blueprint comes from inside. You got to believe it first. If you don't, who's going to convince your help? Bambi, uh, the thank you note is is huge today. Um, when it, it, just any any shop owner who's on the phone right now, any service writer or, or who's on the phone who's on with us, and who's going to listen to this, stop and think. When you get the mail at home and you take a look at that, the stack of what you get, you can uh, the new credit cards they want you to sign up for, the big postcards that you're getting, and that there's one piece of mail that would stick out, and that is. It's, it's an oddly shaped envelope. It's square. Oh, could that be a wedding invitation? What could that possibly be? Never seen anything like that before. Oh, my God, it's hand addressed to me. That is, and then the intrigue that when you open it up, it show, show us what it looks like. It, it's, it has got to be, I got mail from, from a Bambi. Mm-hmm. That to me, that that to me is worth a thousand dollar campaign. Handwritten, you pull it out and it's just, it's just handwritten. That's all it is. And let me tell you why I started doing this. I used to do it and I stopped because this is time consuming Um, and my hands can cramp. Okay. But let me tell you why I did it because I was in the sauna at the gym because my kids are trying to get me healthy. The hell I'm thinking. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sitting in here with these stunningly beautiful 20 somethings that are in college (laughs) And I'm 40 something and I'm I'd like three of me, you know, three of them would equal one of me. And I'm like listening to them talk about things that just are I'm so not interested in. But then one of them started talking about how she had to get her nails done. And I was interested in that because I've been contemplating a nail salon. Right. So I'm I'm kind of perked up. And then the conversation led to why she is going to go back there. And and I listened and she said, you know, after I left, I got this handwritten note from them. She turns to her friend and she goes, who does that? I'm going to go back to them. <laughs> and I thought, yes. And then I asked her, I said, how did you find them? 
Well, through Yelp, of course, I wanted to puke. Um, but then I said, well, where do you get your other services? And she goes, well, I typically look at Yelp and, and, and that, you know, took me down another path. But that was why I said, you know what? I got to go back to doing that because the millennials, that's, they care about that. They care about more than what we felt like we just had to go to work and bust it. And we had to work as hard as we could. And that would make, that would bring value to us. And, and they, they see life differently because their parents did that and they wanted more time with their family. I got this not all that long ago. I saved it. It's on my bulletin board and here's a handwritten note. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've been working with the ASOG group a little bit and Bambi was very nice to, you know, send this out while well, my wife was with me when we got the mail and she sees this handwritten letter and she opens it up and first she wants to know why some woman named Bambi is thanking me. <laughs> This was before we. This was before we met at Vision. So, right. oh yeah, I had some splaining to do. You got some splaining to do. Yeah, <laughs> I had some splaining to do. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't get missed out on. No. no. I mean, people, it's such a weird thing. Snail mail, snail mail makes a difference today because no one uses it. You're right. It's a big diversion for people, uh, especially when they look at the stack and they see something that's different, and then the, it's a handwritten message and thanking for for the vehicle. You know. I guess if you're a great planner, Bambi, and you've realized that's a priority for your business and it will have the kind of impact, yeah, you may be able to delegate it someday, but right now it's probably one of your secrets. Let me just tell you, I'm not a great planner. (laughs) Uh, This came out of necessity. This came out of waking up at two o'clock in the morning going, oh, I forgot. Oh, mm, did I order that part? Oh, crap. Did I pay that? Did I click pay on ATAP and get my taxes in? This is necessity. This is, I could have lost my business for lack of it. And, and it was coaches and people pouring into me saying, you can't run like a hot mess, Bambi. If you run like a hot mess, you're going to burn out. You must stop, take the time, put it together and run this way. The fire is still going to be there if you handle it in, in an hour or tomorrow as if you handle it this minute. It was good feedback. Great things, everyone. Uh, for the uh, respective time, let's do Thursday. Thursday. So first first Thursday, I review my OSHA items. We've got to go around and sign off on all of our, uh, what are those fire extinguisher things, right? I got to make sure they've not been used. I got to sign off on them. If I get the fire department coming in and doing the inspection and I haven't, I can get in trouble. I have a safety plan awareness book, okay? So we, we go through this. I, I plan monthly safety plan meetings. And well, and not me. Jason has actually taken that over. Thank God. I, I just love that man. I love Mary. I love my team because they've really helped me. Um, but we've got OSHA and safety plan first Thursday. The second Thursday, I review any legal requirements. Um, I don't know where it is, but I just got something in the mail. My annual franchise tax, I'm not a franchise, but in Arkansas, there's this thing called franchise tax that any business has to pay. Well, this is a legal thing. So I've got, that's that's on my list. I've got to do that the second Thursday. Then I recap results. I review my bank deposits and I do my inspection. Daily. So that's every daily. Thursday, like in every weekday. That's yes. the disciplines. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your, your spot check and tech inspections and QC reports. And that's a daily basis. Bailey. Mm-hmm. Any comments from our team? Uh, uh, 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Okay. I like to clone Bammy ever come over here. But <laughs> it'd be great because uh, she's doing a lot. And uh, and, and uh, the spot checking, that's that's really good every day. I'll be honest with you, I can't do it every day. The guys are on it. And I do. I just do it once a week and go through the whole program with my service writer and stuff like that. I think one of the things that Bambi is bringing up, and, and, and I think everyone needs to look at this from a much bigger picture piece, is that there's a lot of responsibilities that go on inside uh, of owning a business. And it's just not, you know, checking the checkbook. And, and, and I love it. The legal piece, the tax piece, you know, and I know you've got, did you did we cover the HR piece yet? Uh, but yeah, there, there, there's so many more. And since you're not a planner and you realize that you were, you were going to fail in some ways, hit a brick wall, you basically said, you know, I can't ignore the things that will make us a success down the road and minimize risk from many different areas. That's right. I'd much rather fly by the seat of my pants. I'd, I'm a spontaneous girl. My, my kids complain. I don't plan much for vacations. I just am like, hey, let's go do this and we'll just go do this now. So why in the business? Because I ran my business fly by the seat of your pants and I, and you can lose it. You can lose it quickly. You, this, a business is not something you can, you can operate that way successfully anyway. That's where the term crash and burn came from. Right. You got to have a plan because if you failed to plan, you should plan to fail. I mean, it's out there. It's been there forever and it's absolutely just as true today as it was then. Mm -hmm. Friday. Friday. So Friday, second Friday, I'm reviewing my incentive plans. This is, things to keep my teams motivated to make sure everything's in check. Uh, third Friday, I, I, which is today, I'm reviewing uh, pour-in training for my inner circle. So um, I, we've got coaching that we do every, every Friday, right? So I'm spot checking everything all week long. And then on Fridays, I, I have meetings with employees. I'm going to be passing that over to Jason and over to Mary and having them handle them. But they're fairly new and I've got to get them trained. I've got to wash the truck right? I got to wash the truck, show them how to wash the truck and then have them take over washing the truck. But for now I'm doing it. So, um, can you really help me understand pour in training? Yes. Yes. So pour in training is, um, I don't know how to explain it any better than this. Jesus had 12 disciples, but he poured into three of them. Three of them were his primary, and he poured so much of himself into them that those were his leaders. But your leaders are who you are going to pour into. I'm going to develop. I I set expectations for everybody. I've got development. We want to inspect what we expect, right? I have accountability and, and recognition, but for my leaders... I pour into them more. Got it. I, you know, I've got, I tell them books to read. I, I want them, I want them developing, not just in my company, but as people, I want their hearts. I, I want their hearts because I have to trust them and I have to know when I'm not there, they're operating the way in which I would want them to with my ethics, with my integrity. So I've got to pour that into them. You know, a leader's primary responsibility is to grow other leaders. That's right. You know? So this 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 time on Fridays, I set aside to review where we are with the pour-in training, to plan next month's pour-in training, to make sure that that I'm spending the time and I'm getting the results that I need and that they're happy. You know, there's there's things that can go on in life. I saw a post in the ASOG the other day about a gentleman who's who's tech, like a main tech, um, has been great. He's all great, 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 but then in like a short amount of time he he did, he did several things that could, one was a fire in a car and another, something came off. It could cause major damage to customers' lives. We, 
what we do is not something simple. It, you know, we can impact a lot of people pretty profoundly. We got to take it seriously. So he needs to pour into that individual if that individual is open to it. There's something going on in his life. And if he had poor in training going on, he would either A, already know about it and be addressing it, or he'd be finding out about it. Yeah, Bambi, you're right. Because when I was going through, can you hear me on here? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Then, you know, I was talking to my text and I could see one of my texts with me for 12 years and, you know, you know, talking, I can see there was an issue. We talked and he goes, they're trying to buy a house. They're having some problems. I said, what's your problem? The down payment said, I, I'm going to loan him the down payment and he's going to pay me back. And you have seen the color came back. He's so excited. So I'm going to get him in that house. So he's, and he's going to be here a long time. I know that for a fact. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think a big part of this every day is we got to learn to be, we, as an owner, we have different hats that we need to wear. We can't wear them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to learn to be leaders better. We're, we're lousy managers as a rule. Mm-hmm. And we've got to learn to not even just manage, but lead to grow our people, to see that it's a human being, not a unit of production that I have working for me. They have families, they have needs, they have sorrows, they have pains. And you know what? When you hire a, an employee or a, a coworker, I hate the word employee. Um, I got schooled on that this past summer, and I believe it completely. Um, they're team members, they're coworkers. Um, that when you hire one of them, you get their whole family. It's kind of like getting married, That's and right. you've got to be aware of what's going on there and be able to help, coach, mentor, be there to listen, whatever the case is so that you can help them through these areas. That's where loyalty is built. When, when your employee, when your coworker sees that you care about them. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I recently had a conversation with Jason and Matt. Jason's my, my rider manager. Matt's my foreman. And the two of these gentlemen are, are they're stellar at what they do. Um, Matt takes a little bit more time than he should on things. And he's, he's got a a method and, and, and that's causing some issues because it's causing Matt and Jason to be at the office too long at night, sometimes seven, eight, nine o'clock. When we were at vision, they texted and they were there till nine or 10 at night working on some jobs. And, And the whole reason is because of some efficiency issues that Matt's having and some flow issues that we're having from the front. It's not all one area. And I pulled them both in and I've had this conversation. I can't tell you how many times, but it's exactly that. Listen, I'm a wife. I'm a wife and a mother. And I'm married to a mechanic who has the exact same heart as the two of you gentlemen. And here's the problem is that when you're here till those kind of hours, you're neglecting those other responsibilities that you have. And do I need you to finish these? Yes, I do. But I need you to do them in a time frame and in a process in a manner that's going to flow appropriately so that you can get home. I don't care if you're here till six. I don't want you here after six. I don't want to be here after six. I don't want you here after six. Find a way for you two to work this out and get it done so that you can go home and take care of those responsibilities because I'm not having Tammy and I'm not having Cassandra call me upset because their husband and the father of their children are at my shop till eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. It's not happening. Hey guys, it sounds like some pour in training. <laughs> Sorry. Excellent. No, excellent. Excellent. Um, 
Last word, everyone. This was great. Bambi, thank you so much for sharing uh, in detail. I think we had fun talking about it, and I really think we're going to help open some eyes as to the value of uh, kind of de-stressing and planning and, uh, and being sure that you're paying very, very careful attention to your business. Bambi, I will give you the last word. Mark, I'll give you the first. Well, first of all, I'm sorry. I want to get off track a little bit on the training issue. Well, Mike, Mike, we do a lot of training on DVDs and stuff like that, but guys want a little more hands-on. So actually call Garage Guru and complain to them about we can never get in because all the old big box stores get in them. So the manager came out to me and he says, you can get 12 guys three days. I'll open a note for you. So I got 12 guys three days of misfire, evap, and just three different classes and scope class. And all my guys, and I actually got them signed up for six days. So Wow, good. 12 guys in one. And if you guys have is training issues, something like that, call them. Get the manager down there. Oh, they're flying in an instructor down for us, just for us, for the training. I'm glad to hear that. Because it's hard to get training. It's hard, period. Unless we go to Vision, places like AT. I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to Dallas in May. It's going to be great. I love all the things. That's, that's, that's one thing we did on the training. And they do the DVDs and they sign up to the whole thing. I make them do all that. So they really enjoy it. My closing is that this is great. Bambi, you're fantastic. I thought I did a lot during the day. Uh, You smoke me like crazy. And uh, just keep up the good work. I do have your list. And (laughs) I thank you guys very much. Rick, you're really good, too. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Rick. Well, I guess... I guess my last comment would be, it's real easy when we're looking at what we must do every day, it's real easy to get stuck on tasks. And the reason why I started at 30,000 feet, look, you got to do four things, grow and protect your brand, generate awareness of your business because not enough people know about it, grow your people every day and recognize that you set the pace of the business. PACE stands for purpose and passion, activity and attitude, commitment and caring, energy and expectation. The reality is you're going to get from what your people, what you bring into the business every day. You've got to realize that if you start there and then say, I need to do this, this, and this to grow and protect my brand. I need to do this, this, and this to generate awareness of my business. That's where you get your daily tasks from. And that's why I came to it this way here. Bambi has already done that. It's amazing. But she's, if you look at her list, it's all going to fit in those four things. So step back, look at your business from a big picture. What do you want? What are your values? What's your culture? What do you want your customers to feel like? And then move forward. Thanks so much, Rick. Bambi, last word. I'm going to say that there's uh, routine is critical. You've got to have routine. Before I could even set my routine, I've got to have time (laughs) to create that routine. And I've got to have self-care as a woman And I think men are probably very similar. But as a woman, I find I'm constantly running, taking care of everything and everyone else. And I've got to get centered and focused when you're in the middle of all this chaos. Uh, Sometimes you just make decisions and you don't really think about why did I say that or why did I? You've got to have a self-care, a grounding. And so for me, it's spiritual. Um, And then you've got to have stress relief. For me, uh, stress relief, I I can get some some pretty good stress relief doing dishes. I love dishes. I hate the laundry, 7,000 pounds of laundry. I cannot keep up. My husband's going to do that and I'll do the dishes all day long. 
my daughter, she'll go out in the, in the garage and we've got this, uh, that bag thing that she kicks and, and punches and, and, um, my, my kids, my boys like to jump on the trampoline. My husband, he'll jump on a bike and he'll, that's his stress relief. You've got to have a stress relief and you got to have your foundational base, um, so that you can create the time that you need to put your routine together. Look at your metrics every day. There's no reason to not look at your metrics and, um, plan, plan daily for tomorrow, weekly on Fridays for the next week. You know, by the, the 20th or the 25th of the month, you need to be planning for the next month. Um, and, and in October, you need to be planning for the next year. But those are the, that, that's, that's probably the most that I can tell you is routine, your self-care, look at your metrics and plan. Y'all, that's what I got. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Bambi Crozier, a wife and co-owner with Neil Crozier of the Car Clinic in Lowell, Arkansas. Mark Goldsmith from Mark's Independent Service in Chatsworth, California. (laughs) And Rick White, president and lead coach for 180Biz. Next week, getting value from recorded service calls. How about that? It'll be fun. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 